Hey everybody, this is Derek King with the Derek King Sports Show. We all know how important it is to stay protected. Sometimes life throws you a curve and that's why you need Allstate. The Wiley Group has two locations in Festus and Arnold to serve you. They offer home, auto, boat, motorcycle, business, life insurance, investments, and so much more. They offer a customized approach that is unique to your situation to make sure that you, your family, and assets are properly protected. They also offer great rates and savings. Give Sean and his team a call today at 636-764-6294. They'll help you with an insurance quote right over the phone. Even give them a call if you just want to talk sports. (laughs) They do that too. We all have busy lives, so you can also email Sean at seanwiley at allstate.com and talk to him about your coverage options. And remember, you're in good hands with Allstate. Welcome to Yanker Jack with Brian Swope. Dynamite drop in money. That broadcast school has really paid off. Part of the Gateway City Sports Podcast Network. Hey everybody, how's it going? This is your host, Brian Swope, Papa Swope on Twitter, coming at you from the Gateway City Sports Podcast Studios. So glad that you guys are here joining us. And just remember, if you haven't yet, go on over to gatewaycitysports.com. Check out all the content that we've got going on over there. we got new stuff coming out almost daily. we got great shows for you. Not just this one, but take, check out the Derek King Sports Show. Check out uh, 2 for 3. Check out the Team of Rivals podcast. we got so much stuff, so much content over there for you. Just get on over there. Take a look and check it out because there's so much stuff that we would love to just get out to you and for you also, not only just for you to enjoy, but for you too to give us some feedback. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you're into. Let us know if there's a an angle that you want to know about that we haven't covered yet. Go on ahead. Drop us a line. Let us know. We are here for you. We are by fans, for fans, and I want you guys to know and always know that we are always going to be there for you to try to give you all the content that you want and the content that you deserve. So that being said, let's get into it. Uh, I'm recording tonight and I'm feeling a little bit sore. I shouldn't complain because I spent the last two hours of my day, of my work day, actually going out and uh, bowling. So that that's kind of crazy, but I haven't bowled in like five years so my arm (laughs) feels like it's gonna fall off my shoulder hurts like my elbow hurts my wrist hurts and ah it's just crazy so uh, if you haven't bowled in a long time don't go at it full force ease yourself into it maybe stretch a little bit I mean I'm I'm getting old you know I just just turned 40 so it's the bones are aching and the the joints just aren't moving like they used to and I'm certainly gonna be feeling this in the morning it is going to hurt hurt in the morning. So enough uh, enough ranting from an old man. But uh, I want to say that uh, this has been a very eventful week, especially for the Cardinals. Th- this has been just an incredible week. 
week for the Cardinals. And I say that, I say that because there's some cool things that are happening, some cool things that have happened and some cool things that are happening. First of all, the one thing that everyone is going to talk about and everything everybody is talking about jumping right off the page is the fact that the Cardinals took home five out of nine gold gloves, five out of nine Rawlings gold gloves. Congratulations to all the Cardinals that won the award. And this has never been done in the history of the game. There has never been a team that has taken home five gold glove awards in one single season. And it's just a testament really to the work that the team has put into their defense and their fundamentals. Again, it goes back to just the George Kissel Cardinal way. And that was one of the things, guys. When we talk about all of the changes and everything that happened uh, with Mike Schilt, that's what we're talking about. Like the Cardinal way, what Mike Schilt instilled in this team, getting them back to the fundamentals of solid defensive play, there has not been a defensive team, like a Cardinals defensive team, this good in as long as I can remember. It's the first time ever that the Cardinals have had multiple outfielders win gold gloves in the same year. And again, the first time ever that a team has gotten five in one season. That's just incredible. It's absolutely amazing. So tip your cap to the Cardinals for that and just Think about that for a minute in the, just the grand scheme, like the, the whole history of the Cardinals and how good these Cardinals teams have been in the past. We got into a debate, um, on our GCS uh, group page and, uh, all the writers and, and the editors and, and the staff, we all get together and, uh, talk about different things, debate different things, kick around, you know, different ideas. And one of the things that was asked was, which team defensively is better? Uh, not not just like team, but infield. Like which infield would you take? Would you take the 1982 team or would you take this year's team? And I got to tell you, it, for me, it's really, really close. When you look at those teams, you, you look at the 82 infield and you had uh, Obertfell, Ozzie Smith, Tom Herr, uh, Keith Hernandez, those were your your four you know infielders. And then you look at this team and you've got Nolan Arenado, Paul DeYoung slash Edmundo Sosa, Tommy Edmond, and then Paul Goldschmidt. And I got to tell you, for me, it's really hard. It, it's really hard, especially as one that got to see all of those guys play, and I, I was a whole lot younger. I was really, really young. Uh, I was only a, a year old when the 82 team won the World Series. So I, I didn't get to see them play as a unit, but I did get to see them play. I've gotten a chance to watch those guys play, and, and if it's ever been you know, just watching them when I was younger or you know, watching highlight reels, watching some of the, the things that they used to do, and you can find all of those kinds of stuff on YouTube. But watching them... And then watching this team, it's very, very hard for me to you know, really give one the edge over the other. <clears throat> if I had to, if I was forced to pick one, I honestly think, like I honestly think that I would be picking the 2021 team. And, uh, and I'll tell you why. Sorry, as I get a drink of, of soda here, I'll tell you why. The reason why is because when I look at the strong points 
on the 82 team and I look at the strong points on the 2021 team and then compare them also to the weak points of the team, I would say probably your weakest defender on the 82 team would have been at second base, Tom Herr. Uh, my Aunt Cheryl is going to kill me for that. She absolutely loves Tommy Herr, like her favorite player after, uh, you know, Willie McGee. Willie McGee's her favorite, but then I think Tommy Herr is probably her next favorite. Maybe Adam Wainwright. I don't know. But she really likes Tommy Herr. Let's, let's put it that way. She loves Tommy Herr. But I think that Tommy Herr was the weakest defender uh, of, of those four guys. And I say that because I don't think Oberfell ever got his just due. I, I think he was overlooked quite a bit. And there's other guys that agree with me. Uh, Don Glenn agrees with me on that. We, uh, we think that Oberfell didn't quite get his due. He was a little underrated. But when you take Tommy Herr and then compare him, like the weak spot, to what I would say the weak spot is on the 2021 team would be, at me, for me, it would be at shortstop. And it's not that Paul DeYoung or Edmundo Sosa are terrible defenders. In fact, I think you could say that they're quite good, but they're not <laughs> as good as the rest of the team, at not even close. And so if you look at that, I would say compared to Tom Herr, DeYoung slash Sosa, it's probably comparable. Tom Herr never won a gold glove. He wasn't an all-star game, but again, all-stars aren't just about defense. It's also about offense. So we're talking strictly defensively here. Okay, we're talking strictly defense. In strictly defense, I would say that those two are kind of maybe a wash and I would maybe give the edge to DeYoung Sosa over Tom Herr defensively. But when you look around the rest of the diamond, okay, you look at third base for the 2021 team, no question, no question, Nolan Arenado is, is there. He's tops. You know, starting your career off, nine straight gold gloves. He's, the man's won a gold glove every single year he's been in the league. That's just incredible. I mean, that is absolutely phenomenal. You compare that to, to Oberfell, and I think I got to say that there's no doubt about it that Arenado is the better defender. But then you got the 82 team, and you've got Ozzie Smith at shortstop. Now, I would almost say that Ozzie is the shortstop's version of Arenado and that Arenado is the third baseman's version of Ozzie. I mean, they're both just incredible, absolutely incredible defenders and nobody can field a baseball like these two guys and Ozzy was just there's a reason they called him the wizard okay if you did not get to see Ozzy Smith play then I'm sorry I feel terrible for you because he was the best shortstop I have ever seen play and I don't care who you want to put up there you know with him when you're talking about just pure knowledge of the game, pure ability, pure uh, defensive instincts, there was nobody like Ozzy, nobody like he, like like him, and I just don't think that you can compare anyone else to Ozzy Smith. I feel the same way when it comes to Nolan Arenado at third base on defense, 
And so when you look at those two, I think those are your two best defenders on either team. And so then it comes down to a a look at either Hernandez and Goldschmidt. And, you know, I may have to I may have to adjust this a little bit. Uh, to be quite honest, I, I might actually have to say that maybe the 82 team was better. If, I, if I'm going just purely off of, you know, comparing different, different ones and how they, um, you know, how they stack up individually against each other, then what I have to look at is I've got to look at uh, some, some, other, some other things here. You know, if I could pull up Hernandez, um, Hernandez was an incredible, incredible player. Uh, when we talk about def- defender, though, he, he was a, a much better defender than I think uh, most people gave him, gave him credit for, too. Hernandez was a very, very good defender. And as I'm pulling up his stats here, I want to make sure that I get this right because I don't want to, I don't want to say this wrong. Um, so let, let me pull this up here. Hernandez won how many gold gloves? Let, let's take a look at this. 11-time gold glove winner. So from 1978 to 1988, the man won 11 gold gloves. So as good as Goldie is and as good as Goldie has been, if I'm looking at, at these two teams, then I've got to say without a doubt then now that I'm looking at this, I, I'm, I'm defeating my own argument here. <laughs> look, look at this. I, I'm killing myself. I'm shooting myself in the foot, and I'm speaking something and immediately eating crow and uh, swallowing some humble pie. But I got to say, I think the 82 team was better. Defensively, I think the 82 infield was better. Overall, like overall you could make a case that the 2021 team was a better team defensively overall especially when you look at like the whole package. You got Yachty behind the plate when obviously Yachty is not what he used to be. I still personally think that he got hosed. I don't think Stallings should have won the gold glove over him. I think it should have been Yachty's. But be that as it may, you know, we're talking about the overall team defense here. I got to say, and this is without diving into the saber metrics and, and looking at the advanced statistics as far as defense goes. Maybe I should have done that before I started recording. But when I think about it, and, and just from the eye test, I, I think you can make this case that the 2021 team is better overall defensively because you've got O'Neill and Bader in left and center field, respectively, that are just phenomenal defenders. I mean, obviously, they both won gold gloves. And then if you look in right field, Carlson is no slouch on defense. Like, I really think that in a couple of years, we may be talking about Carlson as a gold glove defender as well. He's just going to take time to mature and time to grow in to that role. But I think he's going to get there. I really do. So looking overall, I think you can say that the 2021 team is better defensively overall than the 82 team. But if we're looking at just purely infield, like who's the best defensive infield that the Cardinals have had you'd you'd almost have to say it was the 82 team you you really would now there were some good defensive teams you know in the early 2000s when you had Pujols and Roland at at first and third and then you had some other guys you know up the middle was kind of a revolving door 
you know, who was there and who, who wasn't. But at the same time, I mean, th- those weren't bad defensive teams. But I think if I'm looking, at least in my lifetime, the the best defensive infields that the Cardinals have had, hands down, is the 82 and 2021 teams. And I would give the edge to the 82 team. And for the reasons that I just said, you know, I think Edmund was better at second base than her was defensively. Obviously, Ozzy was better than what we've got right now. But you got Arenado, who was better than Oberfell, and I've got, you know, Hernandez over uh, Goldschmidt. And, you know, that's not to say anything bad about the guys that I'm giving lesser to, because they were all good players. They're all good players. Although I'm going to catch a little flack from uh, from Gino there because I, I know Gino, I'm sorry, Gino, I know you are completely fed up with Pauly D and for me to call him a good player uh, is not <laughs> not what you would uh, agree with. But then again, you know, you got Project Runway out there in center field and we all know how Gino feels about him. If you don't know, uh, Gino does not like <laughs> Harrison Bader and I think uh, if given the chance, uh, Gene would probably trade... Harrison right now while his stock is the highest after winning the gold glove but uh but you know hey I digress again I gotta say that I think the 82 infield was better defensively but when I'm looking at just the uh, overall defense for the entire team I think this team is just far and away you know heads and shoulders above any other team defensively that, than we've ever seen. Not just Cardinals team, but maybe the best defense that we've ever seen. And, you know, and that's a question that we probably need to ask. Maybe that's something that we need to look at. I'll debate that, throw that out there in the GCS chat room and see what we get back from, from, the, from the staff. Because I think that you could make the case that this was the best defensive team ever in the history of the game. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. I may have to dive into that. Maybe that'll be the next thing I write about is whether or not this was the best defensive team ever. But, you know, we'll, we'll take a look at it. We'll take a look at it and, and see. In the meantime, congrats to the five Cardinals that won the gold glove. We're talking about Edmund, talking about uh, Arenado, talking about Goldschmidt, talking about O'Neill, talking about Bader. Guys, congrats. You did awesome. So good. So glad uh, to to see that happen for the Cardinals. Moving on. The other thing that happened is that Skip Schumacher is coming back, guys. Skip is back. So he has been hired as the bench coach to take over for Ollie Marmol, who was elevated to manager. And I think this is a good move. And there's a couple of reasons why I think this is a good move. I think it's a good move, one, because Skip is a Cardinal guy. Drafted, raised up in the Cardinal system. You know, he knows the Cardinal way in and out, so you're not going to have any issues there, no problems there. The other reason I think it's going to be a good thing is because we're taking him away from San Diego. And Ron Nuttle is, he hates San Diego. Like, San Diego is like his favorite team to hate. The reason it's his favorite team to hate is because they always seem to take our players in the Rule 5 draft and, you know, turn them into great players. And it just drives Ron crazy. It drives him absolutely nuts. Well, he's going to have to be happy about this one because we have gotten the coup of coups. We have gotten Skip Schumacher, who has been their assistant manager the last couple of years, and pulled him over as our bench coach. And the reason I think this is good, 
not just because it's stealing from the Padres and that'll make Ron happy. I think this is good because not only do you have someone who has been in the Cardinal system, knows the Cardinal way, knows the organization, knows the ins and outs, knows some of these players, but also because you've got a guy who's coming from another organization that has also had success and found success, and he's coming from the outside and can bring a different perspective. And in a lot of ways, I think that is one thing that this team needs. You know, and, and fault me for saying this about Jeff Albert. Like, I, I've been so down on Jeff Albert. But he brought in another perspective from outside of the organization. And I think that right now, at least towards the end of the season last season, you began to see the fruits of that labor. I think we're finally being able to see what Jeff Albert has brought to the organization. And you could say for all you want, oh, well, it was Mike Schilt there at the end. You know, Mike Schilt and Jeff Albert didn't get along and blah, 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 whatever. You know, whatever. Say what you want to say about the major league team. At the end of the season, they are firing on all cylinders. And then when you look at the minor leagues, because Jeff Albert's system is not just a system that was implemented at the major league level. It was a top-down system. It's a system that was implemented at the top and run all the way down through the entire organization. From the highest level all the way down to the lowest level of this organization. And if you look across the board, like across the board, you are seeing high quality offense from this team. You are seeing guys, top prospects that are hitting, that are shooting up the the ranks like crazy you know Burleson was a name that was forgotten for the most part and he's come on strong Gorman is flying up you know the ranks and just shooting up through the minor league system Ivan Herrera the same even though Herrera kind of you know I think took a little bit of a step backwards this year but overall you look at these these guys in the lower league lower levels of the minors and even in double-A, triple-A, these guys are hitting. They're hitting with, with authority. They're hitting with power. You look at the Arizona Fall League right now, and all of our players are doing phenomenally well. You know, And that is something that I have to stop, and I have to say, you know what, give credit to Jeff Albert for doing what he's done with the offense from you know, an organizational standpoint, from you know, top to bottom. But that's why, like, that's the type of reason why I think bringing in a guy like Skip Schumacher from the outside is going to be a good thing. You know, and people often forget Jeff Albert started in the Cardinal system too. You know, Jeff Albert was a coach in the Cardinal system before going to the Astros. And so now you bring him back in and it's the same kind of a situation with Skip. You know, Skip being having been in the organization and then leaving and then having some success as a coach elsewhere and then coming back and bringing that experience and bringing that outside perspective. I think it's only going to make this team stronger. I really do. And so kudos to Mo and Gersh for making that happen. I think that was a smooth move, great move on their part. Speaking of moves on their part, um, wow, they got TJ McFarland re-signed for one year. And I think that that was one of the most underrated moves of the season, this past season. And I was very critical of Mo, so don't misunderstand me here. I'm still critical of him 
because I think that by the time he went out and got the help that the Cardinals needed, it was it was too late, at least too late for the division. And I don't think that he made impact moves uh, so so much as he did just plug a lot of holes with depth guys and, and things like that. But TJ McFarlane came on so strong and did fantastic for this team and really was a steadying force in the back of the bullpen. I'd like to see him go ahead and you know get Luis Garcia under contract too, re-sign that guy because he was also phenomenal. And so there, there's a move right there that's been done. The move that didn't get done, that I wish would have gotten done, and I, I think the only reason it didn't get done is because the Dodgers swooped in first and, and made it happen. You know, I'm so sick of the Dodgers. Guys, I am so sick of the Dodgers. The Dodgers made the move this last offseason that the Cardinals should have made. They went out and got Scherzer and Turner. That is the exact move that Mo should have made. However, I understand we didn't want to give up our prospects, and... You know, that's for another day and another time, but I'm thinking, I'll just say this real quickly. If you look at the guys that we've got coming up in the minors, you look at the team we've got now, the core of veterans that we've got on this team now, and the way that they're growing, and you've got to look at it and say, man, this team is really set up for a strong run, not just for next year, but for several years to come. And so what I would love to see the Cardinals do. You know, we're talking about other moves to be made. I think we need to look at adding another starter, which that's what I was getting to. The Dodgers signed Andrew Haney from LA. I felt like Haney was kind of an under the radar pick. I, I felt like he was a guy that was exactly the kind of guy that Mo would target and go after. And so I was surprised to see that the Dodgers, you know, went in and grabbed him because they've got such a stellar rotation I, I don't think they really necessarily needed Haney you know but maybe they just needed you know the depth because you they've got history with uh, injuries uh, to their staff so I get that I understand that but it was a move that I felt like the Cardinals should have made and they didn't make it maybe they were going to you know there were reports out that said that the Cardinals were interested in him that they were in on him and the Dodgers just you know went ahead and pulled the trigger Good on the Dodgers, good for them. But that's the kind of move that I think the Cardinals need to make. They need to make some depth moves to the rotation with some upside. Because Haney has upside. I mean, absolutely. Uh, uh, his ceiling, I think, for me personally, I think his ceiling is is really high. And so for the Dodgers to take a chance on him, I think that was a great move for them. I wish that the Cardinals, again, I can't say that enough, wish that the Cardinals would have made that move, but they didn't. That having been said, they need to shore up that rotation. You cannot count, and this is the thing that we said coming into this last season, you cannot count on guys coming back from injury. You just can't. And it, it exposed this team, and it was exactly what I think killed this team because if you look at it, you know, heading into May, the Cardinals were still in first place. They were still chugging along, and then the injuries hit, and it was like, one after another after another until you've got like three-fifths and four-fifths of your starting rotation go down. The only starter that didn't go down was Adam Wainwright. The oldest starter was the only one that didn't go down with injury this year. And so I think they would be completely shooting themselves in the foot again if they didn't address the rotation depth. 
and they need to do that. Yeah, I understand you you got Oviedo, you got Woodford, you got Liberator who may be ready. I understand that. I get that. You got Reyes. Now they're trying to groom Jordan Hicks as a starter. I get that. You got to have some other depth there. You got to have some other quality arms, guys that aren't coming off of injury. I would love to see them get at least a number three starter, at least a number three starter, somebody that can go in there and eat up some innings. Ideally, I'd love to see them get a number two or another ace, but that's not going to happen. You know, we know this front office, that's not something that they're going to do. So that is one thing that they need to do. And I think the other thing that they need to do is they need to continue to shore up the bullpen, you know, keep going out and getting bullpen arms. You got to get Garcia re-signed. That, I think, is going to be uh, paramount. That, that should be the next thing on Mo's list is just get that done. Sign him and get it over with, get it done. The other thing that he needs to do is I think they really need to look at the shortstop position. There are so many high-quality shortstops out there. I'm like, now is the time to buy. If you were going to buy a shortstop, now is the time to buy. And I hear a lot of people saying, oh, well, we don't want to block, you know, Gorman. You, you could move Edmund over to shortstop, you know, where he came up. It was his natural position coming up through the minors. Let him play shortstop. And then Gorman gets to play second base. You know, we don't want to block him. Let me just put this to a stop right now. I don't care if Nolan Gorman has a spot on the field. The DH is coming. There is no way around it. The DH is coming to the National League. Nolan Gorman is a left-handed bat, a left-handed power bat. He needs to be our DH, and they need to get a more solid shortstop. Now, I think if I had to pick one, you know, line them all up and say, this is the guy that Mo and Gersher is going to pick, I think it would be Trevor Story, which is not terrible. But if it's me, I want Marcus Simeon. That's the guy I want. And I know he played second base this year, but he deserves it. He, he would be immediately would upgrade not just the offense, but also the defense. It would be a phenomenal get if they could get Marcus Simeon. So I hope those are the moves that they make. I, I hope that they go after that. Now, whether or not they will, it's a completely different story, but I hope that they do. So anyway... That's about all the time that we have today, guys. I know it's uh, you know we didn't have a guest today, which is okay. We're not we're not always going to have a guest, but uh, hopefully we do get some good guests. And that's another thing I wanted to say, guys. You know we are always looking for new guests. We're always trying to figure out you know new new things that we can you know new people we can bring in to to talk and have a chat with and you know see how um, you know what kind of a perspective they have and. We want to we want to know what you want. We want your feedback. So if you get a chance, drop a line uh, over on the Yacker Jacks Twitter page. So go over to at uh, Yacker Jacks. That's Y A K K E R J A K J A C K S. Oh my gosh, I can't even spell my own show name. Go over to at Yacker Jacks or at Papa Swope. Drop us a line. Tag Gateway City Sports in it. Let us know who you want to hear from. And we'll try the best we can to get those guests on. And those guests will come on and they will be on the Holy Smokers guest line when we can get them. And so when it's time to add a little spice to your life, make sure that your next grilling adventure is a spiritual experience with Holy Smokers Rub Company. 
They have several different flavors to choose from, and each one is specially blended for a taste sensation that you will pray never ends. The best part is all proceeds go towards helping families who are going through the process of adopting a child. So look them up on Facebook and be sure to use coupon code GCS10. That's GCS, the number 10, for 10% off your order. Holy Smokers Rub Company, bless your taste buds. Guys, like I said, that is all the time that we have for today. We'll hopefully get into some other stuff next week and get to dive in deeper on some of these things. But until then, go Cardinals, go Blues, go out there, guys. Be good, be blessed, enjoy life, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>